This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's been less than a month since authorities found the body of Army Specialist Vanessa Guillon. Before her murder, she was sexually harassed by a fellow active duty soldier. Her story sparked other service members and veterans to tell their harassment stories. Now, lawmakers are getting involved. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me with more. And just briefly review that story for us, Scott. That was a pretty horrifying case, wasn't it? That's right. Well, Vanessa Guillen, she was sexually harassed and then uh, allegedly murdered by a fellow soldier. Uh, That soldier ended up committing suicide uh, right after her body was found. So we'll never really get the full story on that. But, um, you know, what her, her death really sparked was thousands of service members and veterans bringing out their stories of sexual harassment and just showing how prevalent it is within the military. And it's really caught the eye of a lot of lawmakers and then also interest groups that have been working on this for quite some time. And this is not a new story. I mean, sexual harassment, it's been kind of dominating off and on military affairs now for several years. Is it also getting the attention of the military brass? It is getting the attention of the military brass. What's happening with it uh, is really not that much of a change, though. Uh, DOD between 2016 and 2018 saw an increase of 5,000 uh, sexual assaults by per year. So they had 15,000 in 2016, 20,500 20, in 2018. Uh, the most recent 2019 annual report saw another 3% increase, and then there's a 13% increase from 2018 to 2019. So these assaults are not going away. Uh, you do have to take into account that people feel a little more empowered now that this is something that people are talking about, that they're uh, uh, telling people about their assaults more and, and bringing them to the brass. So that's something to take into account. But, uh, you know, it seems like this is an issue that is just really prevalent within the military. And a lot of experts are saying there's just a culture that does not help with that at all. Sure. And officials have been investigating what happened at Fort Hood, even though, as you say, the alleged perpetrator did take his own life. What have they found? What are they looking at? So Army Forces Command sent an inspector general there to, to just take a look and do some things on the ground. It was partly uh, stopped because of, of just COVID issues and other things like that. But what they found was that um, that soldiers trusted the senior leadership to take sexual harassment seriously. But when it came to the junior leaders, they said they may not have the life experience or military experience to deal with the situation as it's been presented to them uh, and, and deal with these really the, the, the sexual harassment, the sexual assault. Um, and the way that DOD responded to this, what they said is that, you know, as soon as people are brought into the military, they're told about all of the sexual harassment and sexual assault policies. And then also the, the things that they have to do to report how, how easy it is or hard it is to do it, depending on how you think about it. But, you know, there's, there's lots of ways that they're informed about it. But maybe it's just clearly not working. Another thing that they found was that a lot of soldiers found the training to be unimaginative, tedious, repetitive. Uh, You know, it's just something that's not clicking with people. Yes. So in other words, at Fort Hood, they found that, yes, maybe the brass did preach this idea and maybe people even got trained in it. But somehow in between the top levels of the of the management there, the military leadership there and the people on the ground close to the enlisted people, something fell short. Yeah, it seems like there's just a failure to communicate it. And this may be something that they have to just really look into. They didn't have a lot of answers for how they're going to fix this issue. It may just be bringing 
that uh, reporting and who's in charge of that higher up. But still, these junior officers and junior leaders are the ones that have the most contact with the enlisted and their platoons and units. And so they're the ones that are going to be seeing this sort of behavior every day and need to be the ones to put a stop to it. So DOD has already brought up that they need to do more training for these these leaders. But as we said before, training is repetitive. Training is just training. And everyone was already aware of this training. They, they reported that to the inspector general. So, um, you know, it's it's an issue that they're really just going to have to keep kind of pushing forward. And it's a culture issue. And, and a lot of the experts that talked on the panel to Congress said that, you know, that there is a culture issue that that uh, is permeating. And, and causing problems within the military. Because the Secretary of the Army and the Chief of Staff of the Army did make public statements about that and said we failed basically this woman and her family who had entrusted her to us as a young soldier. And so, like you say, there's that awareness at the top. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. So what comes next? We've had the speeches. We've had the awareness. We've had the hearings. Anything going to change this time around? Right. Yeah. Well, we, we don't really know for sure. And the Army at this point has picked five civilians to lead an independent review of Fort Hood. Uh, this is, like you said, a nearly a month after the murder. That, that review will look at command climate uh, at Fort Hood and ensure that soldiers live and work in environments where they feel safe and respected. The panel includes uh, Chris Schwecker, who is a former SBI official, and Kerry Ricci, who's an assistant general at the Agriculture Department. So they're going to be looking into this. You know, the independent review is much bigger than what the inspector general had already done. Uh, Jackie Spear, who's the chairwoman of the House Armed Services Personnel Subcommittee, is also saying that she's going to be, you know, working harder on this. We're going to see more hearings, probably legislation. Uh, But, you know, one of the things she said is that the Defense Department and Congress have thrown money at this left and right. She estimated close to a billion dollars. And then, you know, she said, what do we have to show for it? She spent 10 years on the issue and she takes no pride in the numbers going down or up because nothing has changed. Right. And uh, I guess maybe they need to look at that training, too, because is it just preaching type of training? Is it superficial or? And the other question is, if the training is not good, are people aware that they could not get promoted or maybe removed from the military or maybe end up in the brig? if they are found to be guilty of some of these activities. And, and that's another thing that that uh, kind of showed up at this hearing was people questioning, why are these junior leaders getting to the position that they're getting at in the first place? How did someone who may not have the life experience or the maturity to handle these situations, why are they getting these positions? All right. And on another note, Scott, the Senate Armed Services Committee canceled a hearing yesterday. What was that going to be about and what happens next? So that was going to be a nomination hearing for a really top position within the Defense Department, the Undersecretary for Policy. And Anthony Tata was going to be the the nominee. And he still is the nominee at this point, but he's been met with a lot of controversy. And that's because he has been sharing right wing conspiracy theories on his social media page. What committee chairman Senator Jim Inhofe said is that they canceled the hearing because too many Democrats and Republicans didn't know enough about Tata to consider him for the position. The committee also didn't get the required documentation in time for this. The August recess is coming up uh, really tomorrow. Uh, It's August. So very soon. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he added it just wouldn't serve any useful purpose to have the hearing at this point. So uh, DOD is going to have to wait longer for a, that position, and we may possibly see the, that nomination withdrawn. And one last question. F-35, a new dispute between the military and the prime contractor Lockheed Martin? 
Yeah, this is a, a little convoluted, but uh, once you get your, your arms around it, it's a really interesting subject. Uh, there uh, are parts that the, uh, Lockheed Martin sends to the uh, military that are ready to issue. They're just ready to put on. And they come with these electronic equipment logs that goes into what's called ALICE in a oh, yes. system. Yeah, and th- there's a lot about ALICE, right? That's the, the uh, uh, internal software that's supposed to keep the plane maintained and notify them when to put on new parts, et cetera. It's where they load up the mission software for each time it goes out. Yep, know all exactly. about ALICE. So it doesn't work, these, but it's on there. <laughs> right. Without these logs, it doesn't really do anything to help either. Now, with without these logs, Lockheed Martin is causing extra work for the Defense Department. And what the Defense Department says, it could be between basically about 200 and 300 million dollars. DOD and Congress want that money back. Lockheed Martin's not uh, saying that they'll necessarily do that. They're in negotiations with the Defense Department to do that at this point. But uh, we'll see how much DOD can actually get out of them. Um, You know, the Defense Department gives a lot of money to Lockheed Martin. And what a lot of lawmakers have said is that, uh, you know, really, you're, you're coming off of this with billions of dollars in profits. You should be paying us back for things that aren't working. All right. So that could be headed to who knows where court? Uh, Possibly. Federal News Network, Scott Mossione. Thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30 day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.